When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This, 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 this is the Rich Eisen Show. Show, show. We'll tread water as long as it takes to bury you. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. So everyone's wondering who's going to replace Devontae Adams. Ayahuasca. I just want some ayahuasca for myself. I uh, sometimes I think you're on it, Mike. <laughs> Earlier on the show, the batting stance guy, Guy Rhinus. Coming up, host of the sick podcast from the NFL Network, Adam Rank, UFC play-by-play announcer, Brendan Fitzgerald, plus Big Ten Network host, Dave Revson. And now, sitting in for Rich, it's Randy Sklar. There we go. There we go. That's how we do it. Randy Sklar filling in for uh, Rich Eisen on the Rich Eisen Show. We trade one beautiful, bald, bearded man uh, <laughs> talking about sports for another. These are two of my favorite guys. Oh, my gosh. Adam Rank of the NFL Network. Um, you took issue. You came here early. Well, I was here early. And By you the took way, issue with a few. I, mean, I got a number of things, if I can get off my <laughs> no. chest. Get into first your camera. All, Speak fact, down the barrel, the buddy. The Gar left. Why are you sitting here? We'll do panel like the old yeah, Tonight Show. Right. Move them like over. that was like that was one we of the only greatest. Have one chair. Like I, there's plenty of room here. <laughs> we, we, we could have pulled in a chair. We could have taken Del Tufo's chair. Like yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like some of the greatest moments in television <laughs> are guys say. doing panel. Like That's Norm right. McDonald, Courtney Thorne Smith. Oh my god! Like nowadays that would never happen. No. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon's out there trying to recreate magic. It's like it's never going to happen unless you have somebody doing panel. I agree. Burt Reynolds and the dude from Win Lose or Draw. Oh, that was another that classic was, one. Oh yeah, that on was the Leno, Mark, like the old uh, Leno show. It was for uh, he was in Double Dare. It was Double Mark, Dare. Mark Summers. Mark and, Summers and Burt Reynolds when he tried to they throw were, the water on him and yeah. then he threw the water. I mean that was they like pies afterward. This I was like, never happened. Mark Summers don't get into. Burt Reynolds' marriage history. Like, you're in the wrong area. You're out of your depth. The fact that Burt stayed for you, and that's where you went. Like, what is wrong with you? Didn't he do Supermarket Sweep, too? I believe Mark Summers did Supermarket Sweep. We'll check on that, and we'll find that that out. And I also, by the way, I also love that you bring me on to these shows. Like, the only time I get to do Rome, the only time I get to do Eisen, is when you're there. You're like the backup quarterback who comes into the game, but he throws to the second team guy. That's right. Like, you come into the game, you're like, I'm not... I'm not throwing it to Devontae Adams. No, I'll throw it to my I'm guy. I'm throwing it to Rank because we practice together. We know. We have a chemistry. We have a, chemistry. We have yeah, a that's thing. All. Uh, so did you watch any of the game yesterday? Or were they, I think there were two games. I was, I was on a flight coming back from Chicago. I was out there for training camp. But I did come back and watch a little bit of did it. Did we learn anything? No, we learned nothing. But the, Raider, but the Raiders are good. The Raiders are going to be good this year. What do we think? I think a lot of people continue to overlook the fact that the Raiders made the playoffs Last season. Yes, they did. Like, everybody talks about the AFC West. Oh, they're loaded up. They're ready right. to go. I'm not so sure about the Raiders. And you're like, I'm sorry, the team that made, made the, the playoffs, playoffs that there. eliminated the Chargers. I know. In a, in a, what was essentially a playoff game, they add Devontae Adams. They add Chandler Jones. Like, that's the mm-hmm. thing that kind of goes under the radar. Like, we're laughing at the TikToks of Hunter Renfro and an Uber. But we're like, <laughs> oh, yeah, they also got Chandler Jones, who's mm-hmm. one of the best, most excellent pass rushers in the game going alongside uh, the other guy they got there now I'm like space. Yeah, but I've been still, traveling too much. Yeah, but but yeah, they beefed up their team, a team that already made the playoffs. Yes, I mean so they're already so a good Denver, squad. So did Denver. Well, they're Denver was already a good team. They were already a good team, and then they added a component to. But me I think that, Kansas City. I know a lot of people. I know if uh, Stone Street was here, he'd be upset with me. Yeah, but let's like hear it. I think getting rid of Tyreek Hill is a bigger mistake. It's a bigger deal than, than a lot of people are, are talking on. about. I will say this: when you're talking about fantasy production, yeah. 
uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to go out there and put up numbers. He will. Like, you look at it. He and runs. You know, he's, listen, his passer rating without Tyreek Hill was over 100. Yeah. He had seven touchdowns, no interceptions. That's fine. But if you went back and looked at that game against Buffalo, I mean, the reason I, I that don't game, know what game you're talking about. The yeah, greatest, the, the game, greatest that was game ever played ever. in the history of football. Yeah, I don't know that game. But that was Tyreek Hill. All like Tyree a lot Kill. of that was Ty- most of that was Tyreek Hill. I mean, Tyreek Hill was like the guy who just kept on raining threes in in like a pickup yeah. basketball game at like a YMCA, and like he keeps coming down, and you, the other guys are like, guard him. They can't guard, guard him. They couldn't. They could not. You they know, cannot you stop him. You knew where it was going. Yes. And every time it's like, and not just. A 10-yard over the middle, he turns into 15. Like, 30-yard across the middle. I'm like, no one's seeing this coming. How is this guy dusting everybody? Put four yeah. guys on him. You can't Make someone it. else beat you. But again, you know, Travis Kelsey, you got some it's other fine. weapons. You have, you have, He's got weapons. You have players, you'll be fine. But, but there's a difference. As good as- there's a difference between, like, are you a playoff team? Are you a Super Bowl team? I think Tyreek Hill makes them a Super Bowl team. I think they're just, they're good. They're a good team. So is this the year that... A Josh Allen, if he doesn't get into fights with everyone on the team during Pratt, is this a year that he that the Bills can take it over the top and per, perhaps go to the Super Bowl, win one for the great Jew Marv Levy? I love yeah. him. <laughs> the great Jew in the sky. I think he's still alive. But anyway, right. he just had a birthday, right? He did ninety six or something. Just yeah. turned just don't, turned ninety seven. I was told. Yeah, there you go, Hoskins. Anyway, don't, so, but don't be don't get don't get ahead of yourself. I but know, but he's the thing. Man. I, I like the Bills. I think everything's I been building to this point. Like right. It is one of those things. Like If you're watching a movie or if you're mm-hmm. in a professional wrestling mm-hmm. and you're like, this has been the build. Like We all know that when WrestleMania is at SoFi, Cody Rhodes is winning the title. That's like, right. We just know. Like, that's exactly what's going to happen. That's what the Bills feel like. They feel like Cody Rhodes. Maybe Josh Allen should go out there, mm-hmm. get a tattoo on his neck, yes. like fulfill the whole thing. <laughs> Thank you. But Thank I think, you. But I think the biggest thing is... Uh, Getting Von Miller was yeah. such a huge deal for them. And again, people overlook this, and it's probably because of dorks like me who are so into fantasy football. No, but all we care about is if Gabe Davis is going to have you know <laughs> 15 touchdowns this That's year right. or not. But you're like, getting Von Miller, mm-hmm. significant. Because last year when he went to the Rams, it was a perfect situation for him. It's like, listen, bro, we don't care what you do during the regular season. Show up come playoff That's time. Right. And I think that that's what Buffalo's trying to do. They're like, do it when it counts. Yeah. We already have a great defense. We already play in a stadium where and in a in an outdoor stadium that's freezing most of yeah. the year that make it hard to just put up video game numbers. So we already kind of have that. We, are, we tamp down your offense by coming in here. Right. You add him on, on that sort of hopefully for the postseason run. Yeah. Uh, do the Rams look, obviously they lost Von Miller. They, do the Rams look like they can repeat? Or Well, I'm already starting to get worried. Like Matt, Matthew Stafford, they're having issues like, oh, that's the kind of the thing that a baseball player has been dealing with and worried about his arm. Like that's what I don't want to hear. You don't like, want to hear anything like his shoulder, shoulder yeah. soreness. What is happening? Like yeah. then shut him down. Like there's another guy. Like, yeah, we're good. We know we know what he's got. You right. know, he's going to be great. Johnny Dubs out there. Let him play some some preseason games. I'm excited about having Allen Robinson out there. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are sleeping on him. Like what happened last season yeah. to just be disregarded like that. That was a whole, that's a Matt Nagy situation uh-huh. that was mishandled. Allen Robinson has been one of the best professionals. He's played with some of the worst quarterbacks in NFL history and, and gone out there. Numbers. Put up great numbers. Yeah, he's a great receiver. I think if Matthew Stafford is healthy, then Allen Robinson puts up top five numbers. Mm. And uh, I think we're going to see something special out of him. So, I'm rooting for him. Anybody from Chicago, like we're we're cool. Yeah. Like Allen Robinson You're did cool. nothing wrong. Like right. he, we're good with him still. No need to go after him. So I mean, it's funny. I I don't know if we said this to you on our when you came and did our podcast. I feel like Justin Herbert is like West Coast Josh Allen. They yeah. to me very similar. They can run big. Both guys are six 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 five yeah. six six. But great arms. Doesn't and, get credit for his athletic ability. Right, and Herbert, I think like he can run. I think Herbert. I don't know why I feel like this could be a breakthrough year for the Chargers. This oh my year. gosh, I hope so. Because you, you know so. you you had Gar out here and you're talking about Mike Trout, <laughs> which by the way. I love Fernando Tatis. Yeah. Amazing player. But when you guys are saying like, stop it. If it's not Shohei Otani, it's nobody. I love Otani. I'm, I'm a Showtime guy. He's but the face of baseball. Why is he in the witness protection program He's down fine. in the Angels? He's not in witness. No, you can come see him anytime. I but he I, hit two home runs yesterday. I My know. kids were there watching the game. I'm they He's, lost. We go. It doesn't. Who cares? What do you mean? Who cares? Who cares? I have a set. What does it matter? <laughs> 
Mike got, Trout has 12 tr- career postseason like at-bats. I know. Spoken like a true I, angel listen, fan. What does it I, matter? Would I have liked them to be in the playoffs? Yes. yes. But you guys don't care. You're a Boston fan. You don't care. Like if Dustin Pedroia fan. never played in a playoff game, I would have never cared. Wow. And it's like one of those things. Wow. Like, Except I think he has people three only, rings. I don't know. MVPs. Well, listen, I also didn't like him because, you know, Cal State Fullerton, we had a rivalry with ASU. <laughs> David, <laughs> eliminated. Had to, David Eckstein had to come to the Cardinals to win an uh, uh, MVP, World Series MVP. He, yeah, but he won his second title. That's right. Because his he first did win one with, with the guys. Angels. Uh, Scott Spezio is running Shohei's over a highway somewhere, you know. In Scott Spezio. Yeah, we had, the, bender. we had the 2002 reunion this season, and they all came out, and it was amazing to see people like, Spezio. I'm like, Spezio. Eckstein. He made John it there. Lackey came Spezio back. Spezio came out on the field with just one shoe on. You're like, what's going on? Right yeah, now? he was an amazing player. Uh, he, so I uh, I don't even know what my point was. Oh, but I, what I hope, though, to your point, yeah. I hope that Herbert doesn't become, like, when we did that, when we, when the Angels did, we, forget it. I go to we, enough games. I spend enough money there. We, we. Um, when we debuted the City Connect jerseys and they had Justin Herbert as part of it, and you're like, oh, don't. Don't do this to this guy. Because if you're if you're talking about somebody who could be the Mike Trout of football, oh, you're like, oh uh, wait, like, because like everybody's just already assuming the Chargers are going to the playoffs, and you're like, I've seen this movie before. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, yeah. I don't want to say, and you're like, they're like, well, they brought in Khalil Mack. You're like, yeah, like I played seven games last year. Right. Like there's That's hope he plays. J C all the Jackson. Games. You're like, yeah, like you mm-hmm. know when uh when when Tennessee brought in uh, Butler, mm-hmm. Malcolm Butler, they thought they were getting the guy who won the Super Bowl, and That's it right. did not work out. Like no. these these things don't always work. I'm rooting for Justin Herbert. I'm a huge fan. I love Austin Eckler. Mm-hmm. I love the Chargers. Love Austin uh, I want them to get over the hump. Me too, and I think it's it's good for the game if they do. It's nice. I think the NFL, as far as star power, specifically in the quarterback rooms, yeah. is in the best shape of any league because you've got old-time great veterans yeah. that are the Tom Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, old-time. Then you got mid-level guys who've been around the Russell Wilsons of this world yeah. who've been around. Those guys are great and can still put up crazy numbers and still really good. And then you have a lot of young dudes. I would put Mahomes, I would put Josh Allen, I would put Justin Herbert and a handful of others yeah. that I'd put Tua in there. You never know what that kid's going to do. So it's like they are so there are so many franchises uh, you know, the quarterback for the Jets, if he ever stops well, hanging sec- out with his mom's friends. The second year, the second year guys, you know, like you look at Trevor Lawrence last year, Trey Lawrence. Lance is going to start. Yeah. Uh, Zach Wilson. So Justin, where, did, where does Jimmy Garoppolo go? I, mean, I don't know. I think he got to hold out and just kind of figure out because unfortunately. Who would he help the most? I don't see. I don't know. Like if he went to Seattle, I think he was probably better than the guys that they have there right now. But there's, n- there's not a lot of, uh, but also, you know, the, the bad part of training camp is right. that sometimes these jobs come open. Sam Bradford was traded to Philadelphia a couple of years ago because that. an injury opened up a spot. Like, honestly, if I'm the, the commanders, like, mm-hmm. why did you spend all that money for Carson Wentz? That's right. You could have gotten Jimmy Garoppolo instead. I know that Garoppolo is coming off an injury. And that kind of, you know, hurt but, things a little but bit. But Wentz isn't. Wentz had like the most gruesome injury ever a couple of years ago. I, I, you know, what about Garoppolo to a team like the Bears? Now, I know you don't want to curb what We're Justin Fields that. is doing. That's not going to do that. Right. But like, he's a guy that if things aren't working, he's the kind of a insurance policy almost. If you well, will. I mean, that's why they brought in Trevor Simeon. They brought in the guy from Northwestern. Yeah. He comes in. Yeah, he's, he's the guy. He's, he's not going right. to push him. You want to commit. To your number one quarterback, you that's want Justin the, Fields. That's to work the out. biggest issue. What happened last year is they brought in, they drafted Justin Fields. When has an Ohio and, State uh, quarterback but, worked out? But I mean, that's wonderful, unbelievable but prospects. Not, but these guys are not being drafted as number one quarterbacks. Like there have been since Art Schleister, Schleister. There's been one other first round quarterback who was Dwayne Haskins, and then it was Justin Fields. They were not producing. It's not like they were turning out these quarterbacks who were yeah. first round draft picks who went on to be bust. They were like guys who were good college quarterbacks who weren't specifically going to play well in the they NFL. They had NFL running backs. They had defensive yeah. guys, that they, and they had wide receivers, Ohio State. For but now that'll probably start changing with Ryan Day, and then we'll start seeing yeah. more Ohio State quarterbacks, and it's just a narrative that's hopefully going to go away. But like a lot of teams, like when you draft a quarterback in the first round, you should like use him, like yeah. let him take first team reps. Like it's insane. I mean, you should give it that. a try. You ab- yeah. absolutely should give it a try. And I feel like people are more willing. Teams are more willing to do that because yeah. it, look, well, everybody was doing it last year. Like yeah. Mac Jones, they got like the Patriots 
got rid of Cam Newton, who Cam Newton could obviously still play. But they're like, we don't want any distractions. But the Bears, like the Patriots get rid of a Hall of Famer. Right. But the Bears are like, oh, we got Andy Dalton. Oh, we can't insult this guy. Like, we promised Andy Dalton. Like, no, no, no. Yeah. no. Andy Dalton's your friend that you barely see that you flake on at the last second. That's right. fine. I'm sorry, like, Andy. Oh, sorry, Andy. I, like, I, I can't told you make I was going to go to the movies I know. I, I know you bought the tickets. But, but <laughs> exactly. You can find someone else to go with you. It's five minutes before yeah, the movie. Yeah. Andy Dalton's sitting there with an extra ticket. Uh, surprises this year teams that you feel like will surprise you who do you think is like going to come out of nowhere and have a season that will be memorable i would say you know who a team i don't want it to be i don't want it to be detroit because people are already hard knocks on the lot. that's the hard thing knocks is, hard is knocks is the curse of hard knocks i'm i'm tired of detroit already like everybody <laughs> acting hard knocks hasn't even started i know yet. but it's like every dan campbell time. every dan campbell dan interview you're just saying ridiculous things. He's Kyle Brandt was on Good Morning Football talking about, what was this saying? Like, unfragile? He had like, something I, about drowning the other day. Like, oh, we're going to keep about. churning. We're going to keep churning <laughs> until we, we bury you. Like, yes. that's not the metaphor. <laughs> yes. That's not even a metaphor. Churning and until everybody, we bury. They want to act like, you know, like, hey, they were 3-3 three and three at the end of last year. They You're were. Like, they were 3 Fourteen, like yeah, that's three and three that's not a good year. thing. You want to like, be three and three at the end of the year, is, not three wins and you know. Oh my gosh, is Jared Goff still the quarterback? Did I miss a memo? I think where, like Jared Goff was replaced by him. somebody. He's still there, exactly. Okay, so why are we acting like Aiden Hutchinson, program changing player, and he might be? I think he has in him yeah. JJ Watt DNA, and you watch the hard knocks of the Houston and. He was the guy in Houston. He was yeah. the guy who stayed after and signed every autograph. He was the guy that the kids were really excited to see. If Aiden Hutchinson can be that, and I'm saying, look, he may be more TJ Watt than JJ Watt, but yeah. like, you never know. Whatever, like that. TJ Watt would, would be, be pretty good. TJ Watt would be amazing. I think I would take TJ Watt, but especially at this the, point. Maybe that's the beginning that's of the, the turning around. I like it, and he's a hometown guy, and sure. it's a great story. Great so story. I don't want to besmirch. I don't want to besmirch Detroit. Like they're fine. Yeah. Like again, you talk about wrestling. You need the you need the jobber. You need the, you need the right. jobber that you think is going to win. You're like, is is he's uh, the guy who shows up in the is ring? Is Taka no- going to beat Triple H? Like, Thank I you. don't know. He's the guy who shows up in the ring. He's already in the ring. He doesn't have a sweat coat or anything. Yeah. He just has like a one like kind of a not that glittery jacket. Yeah, like kind of comes Dave in. Smith is. But he's going to get over it. Like when you first time you saw Orange Cassidy, you thought like that gimmick wouldn't work, and then mm-hmm. you're like, oh my god, this guy's amazing. I don't want that for the Lions. Orange, Cath- Orange Cassidy is the vanilla sky of wrestlers. There you oh go. My gosh. How about that? Uh, <laughs> people can follow you at Adam Rank. Yep. Uh, is on it, Twitter. I had, on Twitter and on Instagram. It's Adam Rank NFL because there's right. some kid in the in the in the UK who's Who like, this kid. Adam Rankin. <laughs> Like he's not like use your full name. Use your full name. <laughs> what is happening? Use your full name. That's all I'm asking. There's an English Premier League pundit named yeah. Adam Rankin, and he had to switch that. I don't know. I'm yep, just guessing. Something there. crazy. Give him back his thing. But Adam Rank NFL on, on Instagram. Instagram, and people can see you're about to go run over there. And I'm do gonna your go show. do uh, total access today. I've been doing the gamut. I did GMFB this morning. Love it. Came here to do everywhere. This. You know what? That's what I, uh, I was in Chicago, a, Cincinnati. You're it's been a wanted a fun time. man, and your fantasy stuff is just, I love it so much. Thank so you. keep doing what you do. Thank you for coming over. Oh here my gosh. Thanks this. for having me. It's great Adam, seeing Adam Rank, everybody. These guys. I know. I love these guys. Adam Rank, Don't everybody. There hey, you guys. go. Let me say this about NetSuite, guys. If you uh, don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. Adam Rank is right here, and he's a stats <laughs> guy. He knows. He's a fancy guy. That's true. When your business is growing fast, and even more true when there's a lot of uncertainty. Uncertainty, inflation is ruining, is running rampant. Supply chains are clogged, and the labor market is tight. Uh, what does that mean for the margins? Uh, we don't know, but not every business is in the dark. Over thirty-one thousand businesses know their numbers because they use Netsuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. Netsuite gives you visibility and control of your financials, planning, budgeting, and of course. Inventory so you can manage risk, get reliable forecasts and improve margins. Everything you need, all in one place. In 2022, profit is the new growth. So NetSuite helps you identify rising costs, automate your manual business uh, processes, and see where to save money. Know your numbers, know your business, and get to know how NetSuite can be the source of truth for your entire company. Right now, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash Rich Radio right now, netsuite.com slash rich radio. That's netsuite.com slash rich radio. When we come back, uh, Brendan Fitzgerald from the UFC Fight Pass will be right back.
Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs and the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side, helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature, quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. All right, welcome back. It's Randy Sklar filling in for Rich Eisen on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, we've got a brand new show Jason and I do on uh, UFC Fight Pass. It's called The Nosebleeds. It's it's basically cheap seats rebooted. Everyone has asked yes. us when. That's the thing we go, Brockman, wherever we go, uh, and doing stand-up, or even on Twitter. Jay and I have done a number of shows over the years since Cheap Seats went off the air, basically around 2010. And uh, this is the one that even like up until like a couple months ago, people were like, when is Cheap Seats coming back? And so now we can actually say it's coming back. Love it. And there's billboards all around LA. We're so excited about it. The Nosebleeds, it's on the first episode you can see for free uh, on UFC uh, on their uh, official uh, YouTube page. But the link is on our Instagram at Sklar Brothers in our bio. Go watch it. Leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Let them know. And, and we were trying to spread the word out as much as we can. Uh, we tried to use a lot of UFC uh, talent and people. We used a bunch of fighters. And then I showed Brockman this bit. I don't want to give it away, but it was, uh, we were like, who can we use from the UFC announcing stable who will understand what we want to do with this bit? We had, <laughs> we had a baby fight club. That's all I'm going to say. And uh, we asked this gentleman to run a round table uh, of talking about, you know, sort of breaking down the baby fight club. Uh, I don't know if he's on right now, if he's with us. He, he joins us by way of the Mercedes Benz Vans phone line. He is fantastic. Came, came from ESPNU. Uh, we just had him on our podcast. We just did his amazing podcast. And now he does On the Line as a show for uh, UFC Fight Pass. He calls events. And he's just one of our favorite people in the entire universe there. Brendan Fitzgerald. What's up, buddy? How are you? Randy, we meet again, my friend. How I love it. I love it. I'm great. How are you? Coming off of a crazy UFC 277 last week. Uh Make some sense of it for us. How do we, this is my first question. The biggest fight of there was, of course, Nunez Pena 2. How do we make sense of the first fight after watching this second fight? Well, Amanda Nunez, I don't want to say it, it, she was making excuses, but those in the know knew that there were some circumstances behind the scenes. I think she had a knee injury. Yeah. Um, I think she was just getting over COVID. Mm. Like This all kind of came out after the fact where things started to make sense as to why she looked so spent so early in that fight after dominating the first round. And I think that she... You know, maybe was a bit overconfident, just thought she could show up and win because that's what she's done so right. many times. And uh, obviously, Juliana Pena is one tough cookie, as she showed last week, despite not, you know, winning. So now 
Amanda Nunes at full capacity showed that she outclassed her quite a bit. Um, the big question now is what's next? Do we get the trilogy in the fight? Does Amanda Nunes still want to fight? Does she want to go out on top? Yeah. Uh, there's still some questions to be answered. So what is it? So now let's reverse that question. What about you said Juliana Pena? Fantastic. Gave a you know she she fought hard. She was dominated by Nunes. I mean it was not even I watched. There was not even close in certain moments. I mean that was just a, a domination from beginning to end. It wasn't a fifteen second submission. But like you were saying in the first fight, it looked like it looked like Nunes was tired or fighting something other. In that there are people who said that that submission hold sh- would not have held her in, in other times. Like she just seemed more tired and like, couldn't go on. Is that what you saw in the first fight? Yeah. I mean, I mean, every coach that I talked to, they said the the arm wasn't under the chin. Like mm-hmm. she was just ready to be out. Right. She gave it her best shot. She was completely, you know, broken at that point. She was ready to be out. She tapped and, you know, Juliana is as tough as it gets as she showed last week and her, confidence is never going to be in question so right. she wants another crack at it to say you know let's let's do this for the rubber match i mean anytime you send someone to plastic surgery right after the fight you dominated them that's exactly <laughs> she split her head open and 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 that was it it's one of the things i love about ufc is that you know a fight like that it's a women's fight but that's the head of the card it's it's very egalitarian in that way well, there's no other sport that I can think of that is as equal. I guess you could right. say tennis. Not uh, really. You know, a, big, a big Wimbledon final or, or uh, you know, U.S. Open or any of the tennis majors right, right. is going to get bumped for both, you know, male and female athletes. But there's no, there's no event that's like the UFC where it can be as big and, you know, it's a men's fight, it's a women's fight. They'll alternate. You know, it's all mixed in. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's one of the unique things about our sport. We're on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line with the great Brendan Fitzgerald. If you don't uh, follow him at Brendan, Brendan Fitz TV, is that correct? That's it. Brendan Fitz TV on Instagram and whatnot. He's great. And he's got a new podcast that it, on, uh, which is a new initiative from UFC Fight Pass. Our buddy Crowley Sullivan, the great Crowley Sullivan. We talked about him yesterday, uh, giving us an opportunity to redo cheap seats, basically the nosebleeds there, but also started, you know, w- along with that company. And it's great people who work there. And along with the blessing of Dana White to start a bunch of podcasts. And yours is one of the great ones there where you really talk to people about their process and how athletes and other people, we got to do it and how how they get to where they are. You study it a lot because you see these fighters doing what they do. We talked about on our podcast, but a guy like Patty Pimlet, is he the, is he the next kind of big star? He wins his fight and then shakes his butt in front of the guy's face. I'm not going to say what he did. He he promised to do (laughs) it. It has to do with T, but that's all I'm going to (laughs) say. He promised to do it. And then he did do it. Uh, it, this guy is kind of he's exciting and fun to watch. I love that he doesn't mind if he's fat during uh, the off season or when he's not training. Uh, tell me about right. where he is now in the fight world. Where are they viewing him? Well, and it's funny because when I came on your podcast, Randy, and it was a week before he fought. That's right. You guys were like, "Who's the next big, mm-hmm. uh, you know, up and coming?" And I said, "Well, I don't know the result, but when this thing comes out a week later, Patty Pimblett is either going to have." become an even bigger star right wins. and sure enough he went out and did just that in the first round he has um the conor mcgregor type quality that he's very magnetic people want to hear him talk he's very funny yeah and witty he is he also has no filter people love the no filter thing mm-hmm. and then on top of it at least so far He's backed up all the trash talk. He said, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to finish you in the first round. And he's done that. And that is the key factor in what set McGregor apart. He said, I'm going to knock you out in the first round. And sure enough, he went out and knocked all these guys out in the first round all the way to a championship. So there's a lot of fighters that are funny and that are, uh, you know, quirky personalities and get a fan base. They don't always back it up and do what they said they would do in the fight. So far, Patty's done that. That's what set him apart. In addition to the fact that, Looks like a beetle. Yes, uh, you know, bull cut. He had tea time with somebody mm-hmm. after he said, like, he, he's just, he's just like, he's such a, such a fun guy. So next, I think you'll see him on a major pay per view card. You'll see him not like headlining. He's not going to fight for a championship anytime soon. Right, but he will be 
on a pay-per-view. Um, I think it'll be in New York. I would, If I had to guess, it would be in New York in November. That's a big one. Madison Square Garden, baby. Um, yep. <laughs> you know, but at the very least, maybe Vegas will be the next one. But, yeah, I mean, it'll be... Um, you think he's big, there? Yeah. Big headlines. He's now, he's people on, will yeah. pay. Yep, people will pay to see him. I mean, there. I love that you mentioned Conor McGregor because he kind of he has the he has the swag of uh, Conor McGregor. He's a little goofier than Conor is. I mean, yeah. although although I'll say this about Conor McGregor, uh, Brockman here was telling me that uh, Conor McGregor may be in Roadhouse Two. Is that really? Are you hearing that as well? There's so, gonna. Why remake that, that movie? Conor McGregor, he's going to be in Roadhouse 2. And then the other thing is, uh, McGregor yesterday, I think, sent out some cryptic tweets like, hey, MMA, it's been real. I'll see you later. Now, he's retired like 10 times already. Yeah, he's like so, Kiss, the band he Kiss. something to the effect of that he's done, then the, you know, the MMA fans get set on fire. But yeah. Yeah, like, I don't mean Patty as he's an, uh, a carbon copy of McGregor. No, but no. since Conor has come to superstardom, we haven't yet had the crossover uh, household name star, the new one. Right. Patty is the new one. He's the new one. I mean, a lot of, lot of MMA stars on the women's side, too, coming from England. That's a good thing because the sport itself is very international. And to get that fan base locked in is kind of great. Well, it's, it's so big over there. Yeah. And it's growing over there. And you have to keep in mind, it would be much bigger if they didn't have to wait till four in the morning to watch the big fight. I know. That's different. I mean, I feel for the fans over there. Really yeah. do. They, they basically have to pull an all-nighter for every UFC event. But obviously, they get crazy support at home. They kind of get that major loyalty. Like, the, the arena in Las Vegas is filled up with Irish people that yeah. flew from Ireland to see Conor McGregor. So you get that kind of chip on the shoulder us against the world thing when you mm-hmm. come from a place that's that small you know, right the british isles are not that big of a place so you get the crazy loyalty back home europe kind of pulls for european stars no matter the country and then over here we like the accents yeah like, they sound cool they, they sound do. funny they and do they are funny and they're yep. great people so they get this like worldwide fan base mm-hmm. because of you know the small places that they're from and, you know, in a world where social media is a huge part of it, you can build, quote unquote, your brand on a global level, Instagram, TikTok, what have you, uh, if you can just get that recognition, which, again, UFC provides that platform for those uh, fighters to have that recognition. We're talking to uh, Brendan Fitzgerald. Uh, Fitz Nation is the name of the podcast. I want to get that out there. It's a fantastic podcast. And, of course, you play by play announce these fights. Uh, you're sitting ringside at these fights. What's the thing that's, you know, I, I saw a fight at the Apex, which is was designed during the pandemic as a place for fights to happen in Las Vegas, right next to UFC. And I was up close. It's fascinating yeah. to see there's it. No other, there's no other way at the Apex. Everybody's up close. Everyone's up close there. Like, what was the first time when you called? Because you didn't come from up through the sort of the underbelly of UFC. You came from other sports. The first time you called a UFC fight and you're sitting there ringside and you're watching it closer than everybody else or uh, Octagon side, uh, what... What was the thing that kind of shocked you the most or was it sort of grabbed you at the very first time? If you can think back, do you remember what the match was? And, and you well, know. so it wasn't one one that I called. Um, it was like the month before I first called the UFC event in arena, but I was watching it at MSG at Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't been to a UFC event before. Number one, number two, I hadn't been that close. Yeah. Um, I had called a few fights on the contender series, but that's like a different setup. You're kind of calling it off the screen. Right. So I'm, I'm at MSG. I'm at like in the first row. I'm kind of shadowing to like get a sense of yeah. how it's going to go when I start doing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ovin St. Preux was mm-hmm. fighting Corey Anderson at MSG. And mm-hmm. the fight, you know, Corey Anderson's kind of controlling it, looking really good or whatever. And Ovin St. Preux just throws up this head kick. And I'm looking up, and I didn't really see he was kind of blocked because – we call fights off the monitors a lot because, you know, if a big guy has his back to me and he eats an uppercut, hard to see what happened. Hard to see. Right. So, so anyways, I'm looking up and I'm kind of like blocked. And all of a sudden I see the guy kind of stand up straight, knees lock out and then collapses head slams on the canvas. Wow. Right in front of me. Wow. It was one of those. I'm looking up. And so the lights are kind of above. So it looked like a movie, like yes, sweat, 
you know, the sweat kind of glistens off and it yes. shakes like a dog off the guy's head who's collapsed. I mean, mm-hmm. it really did kind of look like a movie. It seemed like a slow motion. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you have a guy that's knocked out in front of you. And I was just like, holy smokes. Like it's this amazing. sport has real consequences. Yeah. Uh, and, and you never know when stuff like that is going to happen. It is Th- wild. That's right. And you talk about that, like one guy controlling a fight, one woman controlling a fight the entire time. But if you just make one mistake or let your guard down or walk into something or don't see, you know, a turnaround backhanded punch or elbow that that's thrown, you're out, you're done. And that, and the tide can turn so quickly, which is why I think it's so exciting for fans to watch these fights. And we've been to some, I've seen it in, in arenas before I went to key arena with my buddy, Tom Segura, great comic. And we were watching Rogan got us <laughs> tickets and we went and saw it. And I was like, just amazed at how, like you said, it can turn on a dime. And I think that's what makes this, this sport so exciting. The other thing that's great about this sport, and you can speak to this too, is I feel like, and how it took over boxing is in terms of popularity, they make the fights you want to see. Like, you know, the first Pena Nunes fight was what, eight, nine months ago? We're, we're looking at the second one now. How long did it take to make Pacquiao Mayweather? Five years? And it was five years too late. Yeah. You know? Well, in boxing, it's very splintered in terms of the power in terms of who makes decisions. You got each boxer, each camp, each promoter. Right. Everybody's got, you know, everybody's got to get their slice of the pie that's, like, very different. In the UFC... There's a governing body. Um, yeah. Th- yeah, the big plus is that the UFC is known as kind of the NFL of mm-hmm. mixed martial arts, basically. There's no question that we're the top promotion. And so all the biggest fighters want to fight here. Yep. And then they, they all want the championship, so they get the championship. you got to beat these guys, and... The UFC, it's just, it's the most, uh, it's the closest thing to a league. Yeah. It's not a league. It's, it's very tough to kind of explain exactly what it is, but there's a reason why they call it a promotion, because mm-hmm. you promote big fights that fans want to see. And boxing just got so splintered with power in different directions for so Too long. Hard to it make finally them. came to a point where now it's really tough to make the big fights you want to see. It's so rare. And the UFC did the opposite. They grew the sport from the inside out under this one promotion that was kind of controlling things. And now all of the best fighters want to be in the UFC and they want to test themselves against the, all the other best guys in the UFC and girls. That's amazing. So look with our show, the nosebleeds, you, you participated in it. You were phenomenal in it. I love how like we pitched it to you on a conference call. We talked about this with you on our podcast <laughs> and this, like as we're pitching you the concept of what we're asking you to do, you start cracking up. And I was like, he gets it. He totally gets what we want him to do. He's going to do it. And he's going to crush it. And you did. You're amazing. Added like flair, but it more importantly, importantly gave the the bit that we were trying to do credibility by the way you pulled it off because you understood what we were trying to do we're trying to bring our show and and create new fans of ufc through comedy that's the way in for people who maybe don't know a ton about ufc who are maybe watching this or listening to this on sirius xm 85 uh please like tell them a couple of fighters that that you might be like all right check out this guy check out this woman check out you know like a tied to ivasa or uh israel adesanya like tell me a couple of fighters for the for the uh, sort of uninformed to try and get in on it so to me i would say one of the most entertaining athletes on the planet no matter the sport is justin gaethje Mm. Uh, his last name is G-A-E-T-H-J-E. So it's like this weird kind of looking name. He's Phenomenal spelling. Yeah. I'm telling you, if you Google this guy, YouTube him, whatever, like there are highlights out there of this guy. He is at a top level guy. He fought for a title last. Yep. His fights never disappoint. I mm-hmm. mean, you talk about being an entertainer. Yep. And like... This guy is what it's like if you just swing like crazy, but he's so very skilled as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, he's my, I would say he's my favorite fighter in, in the UFC and in the world. Like he, and I don't even particularly know him. I, I know a lot of these guys and I'm, right. I'm friends with a lot of them. Sure. There's nobody like Justin Gaethje. What, what way does he? And it's one of those, like, he, you know, he just can't, he can't really describe how impressive he is. And what, he, what weight class is he fighting at? He's 155 pounds, so Got he's it. in the glamour division. He hasn't fought McGregor, but that's about the only fight that he hasn't had, and that fight would be bananas. If bananas, that crazy. Uh, he, last, he fought for the title. He fought for the title. Uh, I think in February, he he didn't win it, but it was a crazy fight for you know the two or three minutes that it lasted. 
Uh, he's been in the UFC about five years now, and he's just delivered every time. action every time out. I love yeah. that. And Randy, his name is so hard to spell that he actually got it tattooed on his back. He had it tattooed yeah. on his back. Thank so you, TJ. Yes, yeah, so, so, so hard to spell. I'm, look, I'm Sklar. That's three consonants in a row. Nobody gets it right. <laughs> like this is this right, is right. Brandon. This is how bad it is that and how my dad knew that like. Your name is right. We'd go to restaurants and we'd be waiting, you know, like you put your name in and they call you over the intercom. My dad's name was Dick Sklar, but he, he went by Richard. And like we'd just be yeah, sitting yeah. there and we'd hear over the intercom Richard's party of four. And we'd be like, yeah, that's us. Because like we knew giving them Sklar, yeah, they wouldn't yeah, be able yeah. to do it. So that's like, you know, that's like our buddy Justin there. He tattooed well, it on I his back. I appreciate that you have never called me Brandon. Yeah, I mean, Brandon. You're like the only person Brandon. of all time that's never called me Brandon. You get it right every time. Brandon Fitzgerald it. of Fitz Nation, podcast host. Uh, well, I'm very excited. Any future fights coming up in the next couple of weeks? I know there's a big one uh, in on August 20th. Uh, just give a little preview because yes. that's the day we're dropping the last three episodes of the Nosebleeds in to coincide with this big one on August 20th. No, fantastic! Congratulations on the show, by the way. I've Thanks, man. All three of the first ones—they're—they're they're phenomenal. Thanks, Two buddy. Reincarnated. You yes. Lying. Yes. Um, so yeah, it's a pay-per-view next week. I will say tomorrow we're on ESPN, so that's the great. Thing a lot of people, you know, if you're just getting into the UFC, there is so much, uh, you know, quote-unquote free content, but sure. included with cable subscriptions and that sort love of accessible it. content outside of the pay-per-views tomorrow. I mean, we got a great main event tomorrow: Jamal Hill and Tiago Santos. These guys are like. Oh yeah, big time knockout guys, action yep. you know action packed, and it's on big ESPN, so they get a big stage. We're at the apex. It's going to have that Fight Club feel to I it. I love it. Um, we kind of dominate ESPN in the summer because it's just like baseball yeah. and us. Yes, that's all that's going it's a, on. It's great. And so now football is obviously getting going. But, sure. Uh, yeah, next week Kamaru Usman, Dana White, and I think he aptly said last week, uh, Kamaru Usman is the welterweight champion, and he's really starting to put himself among. The best uh, the of all time. time greats. That's like, right. Who's the greatest of all time? You could start saying Kamaru Usman and have a really strong argument for it. And he's got a big challenge next week in Leon Edwards, who's from Birmingham, England. It's going to be a great fight. Salt Lake City gets the pay-per-view. And uh, the machine keeps on rolling summer into fall. I love it. Brendan Fitzgerald, thank you for uh, being a part of uh, the first season of The Nosebleeds. Uh, we'll have you back on there again. Thanks for doing our podcast. Oh, we yeah, love doing anytime. Fitz Nation. At Brendan Fitz TV, follow this guy. Uh, thanks for joining us, man. I love it, and good luck to you. Randy, I'll talk to you soon, man. Thanks as always. Have a great one. Brendan, love him. So good. Brockman, he's a great, great guy. That's Anytime great. you need USC it. stuff, UFC stuff, get this guy on. Yeah, he's really good. Uh, should we take a break? Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Come back. TJ's Damn. top five. TJ's top five after the break. I absolutely love it. And there's a couple more things to clean up because we'll talk a little Dallas uh, football with that. We'll be right back in a little bit. We are back. I love Brendan Fitzgerald. Uh, what a great show. Adam Rank, uh, Gar Ryness, the batting stance guy. And now we get to a favorite segment on the show. Our good friend TJ over there. TJ's top five. Or TJ's big ass grab bag. Big ass grab bag. Big ass grab bag. What in TJ. the world is in that bag? What yeah. you got, got in, in that, that bag? bag. <laughs> oh, come on. What you got in that case? Kaboom. Guess who stepped in the room? Yeah, TJ. Listen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed seeking the truth never gets old Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. 
With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. Since we're talking UFC, right? And you got the new UFC show, you and your brother. We just had Brendan. I figured... I've been sitting on this for like a year and a half. I'm like, when can I even give this top five? Let's do it. So I dug in the big ass grab bag, fellas, and I'm going to give to you TJ's top five favorite UFC fighters. Oh, yeah. Now, I got to preface this. I'm not saying these are the five greatest of all time. Your favorites. These are TJ's favorites. All right. Before you come yelling at me because your man's ain't on the list, just know these are the people I happen to enjoy the most. And coming in at number five, this guy, you know, right before, I guess, at the beginning of the UFC boom and like. Mm-hmm. 2005 or so. Okay. Randy Couture. Oh, yeah. The natural Captain sure. America. You Amazing. know, Randy, you know, was a heavyweight champion, two time light heavyweight champion, interim heavyweight champ. Mm-hmm. You know, just a grinded out style wrestler, former army guy. He yep. was like. It was between him and Chuck Liddell for that time as being like the face of the UFC. Chuck obviously was knocking people out with with a one-hitter quitter. But there was something about Randy Couture I enjoyed, like just wrestling people to the ground and grinding them out and beating them up at the same time. He had multiple ways to get you, whereas Chuck Liddell was not a one-trick pony, but he had one thing. He would knock you out. out. He would knock you out. And the thing about the two of them is that, and we know this because we did the very first episode of The Ultimate Fighter on our show, Nosebleeds, that's episode three for us. They were the two coaches. They were the two. Yes. So Randy Couture was mm-hmm. one coach. Chuck Liddell was another coach. And uh, meanwhile, Chris Lieben was peeing on people's beds. So that was <laughs> happening in that first episode. And, and guess what? That's not going to be the last time we hear the name Chris Lieben oh in this boy. segment, too. Okay? Oh Coming in at number four. You know, guys, Jeez. I've got I've kind of got this thing, right? I've got a rule. If you walk to the cage, the octagon, mm-hmm. the wrestling ring, the boxing ring, yeah. and you're bumping a Biggie song, oh, you're in. chances are I'm going to root for you. you. Like 1,000%. So whenever I hear kicking the door coming through the speakers mm-hmm. and I see this guy sprint to the cage, I know it's going to be a good fight. That's it. the answer, Frankie Edgar. I wow. was a huge Frankie Edgar fan, man. I love this guy. And I think it really started in 2010 when he uh, beat BJ Penn for the second time. Yeah. Kind of let people know he was for real. And in 2011, he had the second and third fight of his Gray Maynard trilogy, which I happened to be in the building for. That just kind of locked it up for me. And also, I got to meet Frankie once. I did a little interview with him. Great guy. Fights were always fun. They were always exciting. You know you get your money's worth when the answer was in the audience. I love it. Go to number three. Number three. Let's do it. This is, and by the way, any of these number three now can be considered the greatest of all time. Okay. Come to number three. These are all coin tosses. But I went with my man, George St. Pierre. Yeah. Rush. You got to think, two-time welterweight champion. He came back and he avenged his only defeats. One, two... Uh, Matt Sarah, which was looked at as the greatest upset of all time, and went to Matt Hughes. Yep. George, just, you know, he was the type of fighter who he was a great wrestler, but he would actually take your strengths, use them against you, and then beat you with them. And he wasn't like a big talker. He wasn't a big talker. He was a gentleman. He He, was maybe the the biggest gentleman in the UFC. Maybe not a big enough talker. Maybe he probably wasn't because for as big as he was, he did it in the ring. Had he had McGregor's boastfulness, it would have been so much bigger. You never know. And that's what Brendan Fitzgerald was talking about. Sometimes the personality makes the guy exactly and and you know what he left the sport in 13 came back four years later moved up and wait won the light heavyweight that's incredible all right who's number two i'm sorry the middleweight my bad um number two this was tough i had to flip a coin i went with anderson the spider silver oh yeah come on right there you know seven time knockout of the night 11 title defenses one of the most dominant reigns in ufc history oh yeah you know speaking of of chris lieben when we really were introduced to the UFC was introduced, yeah. it was a fight against Lieben. You knew Lieben was a tough guy. Tough Silva guy. came in and mocked the octagon I mean. with Chris Lieben. And he let people know that I'm here, I'm for real. And then we saw one of the greatest runs of all time. The thing about Anderson, real quick, I always felt like he was fighting at 90%. Mm-hmm. Like it was like almost, it was too easy for him. There were times when he made it look easy, he made, but he put his hands down and then you knew somebody was going to get knocked out. So That's I always right. wondered what happened if he just gave it 100%. Then he got a little too cocky, he got put his cocky. hands down, and then got his bell rung. All right, yeah, number one. Coming in at number one, I mean, I, look, this guy may be the most complete fighter that the world has ever seen. Let's hear it. John Bones Jones. Oh. I mean, 14 title defenses, most in UFC history. 23 years old, the youngest champion ever. Mm-hmm. When he won that belt, he went on, he just went on a streak of 
murderer's row of, of UFC fighters that he just dominated. Rampage just don't Jackson. Give him, just don't give him a drug test. <laughs> don't just do not test. Or attempt to give him one. And that's the only thing that kind of, you know, that's the one knock against him. A lot of out of the octagon yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But inside of that cage, he was the man. Honest, there's nobody that's ever done it better. And now he's moving up to heavyweight. He's going to fight Stipe Miocic hopefully in September. I love it. Let's see what happens. I, but that's TJ's top five favorite. TJ, the big ass grab bag. I love this list and I love what you're doing. Thank This is a great list. Thank you. A thank great you. list right there is what we're talking about. All right. And obviously, you know, people will be like, where's McGregor? Where's yeah. this guy? Where's yeah. that guy? Oh, you know, this They're is a great. tough list. You can only have five, or sometimes six. Where's right? Rampage? Where's Ronda Rousey? <laughs> where's Rampage? Well, I mean, you're getting Where's Ronda Rousey? Yeah. Where's Amanda Nunes? I mean, again, that's what I was talking about with, uh, with Brendan Fitzgerald is what I love about the sport is it's not heavyweights and it's not, you know, it's not middleweights and it's not it's like it can be anybody anyone, that yeah. anyone can uh, headline the card if that that's the thing that people want to see and you give credit to shows like the ultimate fighter and whatnot for building the personalities of these guys yeah. to then and then now you look at a guy like patty pimlet and you're like well everybody wants to see this guy if he can continue to fight continue to be good i love that you brought that out right here right now in honor of brendan fitzgerald being here in honor of the nosebleeds our show nosebleeds. i'm very excited maybe we'll uh, to that. show a little uh, show a little uh, promo of that or a little uh, clip from that in the next hour uh next hour we're going to talk some college football with dave revson obviously things uh in hour two, uh, the the Big Ten is now coast to coast with USC and UCLA. We're in is that Big we, Ten country, Randy. We're in Big Ten country, we're in Big Ten country. In the I mean, big country. It's amazing. It's interesting. But at the same time, it's it'll be cool. And you look at the L.A. market. Will yeah, there be cool. others? I mean, Kevin Warren just said that no more Pac-12 teams will be allowed. When I thought, oh, Cal and Stanford, they absolutely should. We'll talk about all that right. with Rever. And we'll find out kind of where things are at because you have a potential later, the biggest game of the year, Michigan, Ohio State. Those Both those teams could be 11-0. We were talking about yeah. it, Brockman. Yes, you know Alabama's going to be great. They'll yeah. be at the top. Yes, you know Georgia will be great. They'll be up there. Clemson may, may be great and be back up there again at this time. Notre Dame looks like they're going to be good. But that Michigan-Ohio State game could be 2-3. Could be 1-3, 1-4. You know, you're looking at the, that could be the best game of the year happening at the best time of the year. So we'll get into all all of that, uh, plus Brockman, you got a little segment that's yeah. Gonna we're gonna up. do a little Friday staple. You know, it's coming, TJ. What's more likely, an NFL edition now yes, that indeed. the preseason is back? I love it. Football. We now have. Think about this, guys. We now have six straight months of football weekends. There is football every single that's weekend exciting. from now until mid February. And Holler. and again, once you get into the college football season, that's when I'm at my absolute best because you got it. College on Saturday, NFL on Friday, and the NFL on Sunday, and some other college on, on Friday, too. All that stuff coming up. Hour three. Love it. Randy Sklar filling in for Rich Eisen on uh, NBC Sports, on Peacock, and Sirius XM 85. Stay with us for hour three. <laughs> 